Sir William Randolph Hearst, another giant of the newspaper world. On every corner you saw him carrying the banner, bringing you the news for a penny a page. Poor orphans and runaways, the newsies were a ragged army, without a leader, until one day, all that changed. Hey everybody, welcome to Video Night. It's a special mini-sode, we're going to be talking about the 25th anniversary of New. Andrew is sitting this one out, as well as Jacob. I have a new co-host taking over! <laughs> if you don't know me, I'm Taking I over am... forever. Yes, taking over. We're going to kick We're gonna kick him to the side. <laughs> I, Andrew, uh, your, your editing skills are too good. You're embarrassing me. Jacob, you're funnier than me. Kick him to the side. <laughs> uh, I have someone with me who I have known my entire life. Um, he is actually my shadow. Uh clinging on for dear life, looking around, making me do bad things. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, it is my little sister, uh, Mindy. How's it going, Mindy? Yeah, none of that stuff's true at all. <laughs> what if you were just an Clinging evil... to your shadow. <laughs> what if you weren't a person? You were just like some sort of like mythological beast that made me do bad things. Like, what is it on uh, Dead Like Me, like those little creatures? Ew. Like the little like golem type. Thing, yeah. Shadows. And then somehow you're just like, we like doing evil things, but we also like talking about newsies. So let's do a podcast. <laughs> Those are my two favorite things: being evil and newsies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they um, don't really commingle very well. But no. Uh, we, what, we... One day. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just taking off this one day from evil, so I can talk about newsies. Yeah, it, it's time to expand our cast of people on this show. And, you know, I don't know why it took me so long to even ask you. We did the episode last summer, and that was, I, the show had been going for three years already. Or no, two and a half. And um, you don't like me very much. Because <laughs> you're funnier than me, damn it. So um, I think that really it's just an act of desperation that you're asking me now. <laughs> you're blackmailing me, that's what it is. <laughs> plus, plus I've spent nine months uh, once a week doing public radio, and... I've proven that I'm actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. Although you probably have never even listened to that, have you? No, I forget that you even have it. I'm sorry. Plus, I have the worst internet connection ever, so it's kind of hard. Whatever. <laughs> I'm dope. That's all. You'll, you'll, you'll tell me about it. You'll pitch it at the end of this. Um, okay, that's fine. All right, so it's been 25 years of Newsies, which makes me feel very, very old because I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Uh, nothing feels like that long ago. It's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? I just feel, hey, back I'm in my still, day, I'm people didn't pretty, like musicals. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, 1998 was, like, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, That's how it always feels to me. It, it's funny. I didn't even know anything about Newsies. I saw no trailers. I saw nothing. Um, mm -mm. And I, I think that you are the one that had told me, like, this is a really great movie. You have to see this. I'm like, oh, musicals? Who watches musicals anymore? And Do you, you want... Do you want to know how I found out about it? Go ahead, tell me. Do, do you even, I, like, it's, I didn't know anything about the movie either, and I think part of that was because I might have been in my, like, I'm too cool for stuff phase. I was, I think, 12 when the movie came out, and I didn't know about it until, like, two years later when I was in, this is funny, in choir in, like, freshman year, and we were, we were going to perform a medley of songs from Newsies. And so we were all like, what the heck's this? You know, and then all went to watch the movie. And then we were like, why have we missed out on this for two years of our lives? Yeah. And then I spent the next 
10 years being obsessed with Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember this. So, it st- this movie started it all, but it took me, I think it was two years after the fact before I knew about it. Yeah, uh, you know, I had mentioned this to our mother, uh, and she said that on the front of Journal Gazette, they were talking about the fact that they were making this movie about Newsboy, and this is like probably during like their early production. And she was like, no, there's mm-hmm. no way anybody's ever going to watch a movie about Newsies. And, and it's a musical, you know. And if you look, the box office on this was ridiculously oh. low. It's, it's shocking. Like, <laughs> I think it's I think that I, I was just going over a little bit of, like, the facts on IMDb. And it, I think it's the lowest earning live action Disney movie ever. Wow. And that includes Condor Man. And in Journey of Natty Gan, I don't remember those being big hits. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. Movies in the, what, did that movie come out in, like, 82? I don't know if that even counts. I'm yeah. not sure. It, uh, it costs $15 good, million, actually, too. which, you know, you look at the sets, they must have used, it seems like around this period of time, they had a lot of these kind of sets in movies. A lot of movies were, like, you know, 1910, 1930. Um, I, I bet you mm-hmm. they probably just reused sets from Dick Tracy just two years prior just to save money. Is that when Dick Tracy came out, 90? Yeah, summer of 90, and this came out two years, okay. a year and a half later. So I know some of the set burned yeah. down, but there's no way you can make a movie with this much uh, beautiful architecture. I know it's it's movie architecture, so it's not real, but $15 yeah. million dollars gets burned through pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, it's probably those sets that they use, like, I mean, they use them over and over again, even the ones on the, uh, you know, the Universal Studios lots and stuff. It's, it's impressive on what they can, how they can make just paint and dimensions and wood make look like a whole le- legitimate street. So yeah. I don't know about how they filmed this. Well, I think it's funny. You can always tell an old TV show, like you said, the Universal ones, because they have two sets uh-huh. you see all the time. If it's a movie, you see the Back to the Future Monster Squad set, you know, the little uh, town oh, center. Yeah. That one, or you yes, see the yes. one where it looks like a really intricate New York City, but you never actually see yes, the yes. end point. It, all, all the buildings kind of curve, so you never actually see any exits. <laughs> well, that's the whole point. I mean, when they build those sets, they they purposely do it so that it, it, it looks endless. That's yeah. one of their techniques. Yeah, I've so, been on a few of those backlot tours. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Newsy set's kind of a, a, a much more elaborate look to it, and I just it's it's funny when you when you talk to people about this everybody knows this movie I and mean, they might know the songs yeah. they might not know a whole lot about it but like oh yeah I've seen it like a couple times you know Christian Bale when he was young yeah when, when he wasn't angry at everybody <laughs> at least I I think I I don't I still don't think a lot of people correlate him for some reason to this movie I mean maybe not more now because he's you know notorious about how embarrassed he is about his participation in this movie I guess why would he be embarrassed. I don't know. And maybe it was more like he was embarrassed at the time because he was like, you know, an 18-year-old kid or something. And and most of his movies are like, you know, even when he started out, he was a pretty serious actor. And so for this is a big step away from most of the stuff that he, I mean, you know, at what, 12 years old or whatever, he was starring at Empire of the Sun, an incredibly epically deep, heavy movie. I don't know. I don't know why he's ashamed. Because he's a putt? <laughs> yeah, well, think about it, though. Uh, uh, there are certain things that you'd be embarrassed. I was embarrassed to admit that I liked Newsies when I was 18. Hell, I was embarrassed to say it when I was 22, 24. But you would find me 
this is no joke. Me and Ron would drive to his house with this full blast in the car, which is a good, what, 15 miles to his house and back? Mm-hmm. And we love the soundtrack, but if anybody asks us, do you guys like Newsies? Um, yeah, I've seen it. It's okay. You know, that's the best you're going to get. You know, at the time, musicals were not popular. I think it's incredibly hilarious that that is an experience that you had apparently more than once. Um, when I don't think that I ever really sat around listening to the musical, and when my friends and I would drive around town, we would be listening to Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al, or I just everything from that era, like Jack Crows and Third Eye Blind, and uh, oh, what was he listening yeah, to? Yeah, uh, I Naked Ladies, true. and um, what's uh, that well, one band that I, I don't get? Like... The really jokey duo. Um, I don't know. Oh, they might be giants. Oh well, they were ne- they were never like mainstream popular, were they? No, no, but I they were, no, that was a band we're off you guys track. Used. Never mind. Yeah, but you're talking about two guys who listen to metal a lot. Like you could That's find true. us 15 minutes later after finishing off a Metallica album, popping in Newsies, and we we're compl- That's normal. I mean, we did that with Rocky Horror Picture Show too, when people were like, "Well, I mean, that's gay." Just. Despite the fact that you had, you know, your preferences musically, I think that you both were really open-minded and enjoyed a lot more things other than just that favorite genre. You, yeah. you guys are, I mean, like Ron really likes jazz and stuff because of his, like, you know, musical background and all that stuff too. Yeah, you won't find me anywhere near. <laughs> it all sounds like mm. the same exact song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no but, comment. Not to get, we were set, uh, going off too far here, but um, Newsies is yeah, the sorry. first directorial effort by Kenny Ortega, who a lot of people at the time were, he was kind of acclaimed for doing the dancing uh, sequences and dirty dancing. Choreography. Yeah, choreography. Cause yes, was... you know, and he's he's done enormous amounts of choreography, and even after, you know, I don't know that he kind of had a lull after he directed this movie, but he's directed a bunch of stuff that, that's famous. I mean, I think he did at least two high school musical movies to kind of get himself back in the game. I believe he did, oh, what was the musical I was just going to say? Oh, shucks, I forget what I was going to say. I was thinking Hairspray. Hairspray for some reason, but it's some other musical uh, after the words. So a high school musical kind of uh, got him back on his feet. He did Hocus or not Pocus. on his feet, but you know yeah, what I mean. Did you know that? He did Hocus he dir- Pocus right after No, this. I didn't know that. Uh, this is interesting. But I thought like he... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I thought he did choreography and, and stuff for a lot of musicals and directed several mu- more musicals, but I, I might be wrong. I'm looking at this right here. So he started, of course, as a choreographer. He started off with Xanadu, which I have we a weird love it. for. That movie makes not a I lick mean, of how sense, do you... but I love it. That's got to be a hard movie to choreograph. Half of it's on roller skates. Yeah, well, and there's lots of digital effects. Well, not digital, optical effects with, uh, with the, you know, the magic parts. And, yeah, well, how? To how me, that only is... ups his cool factor. Yeah, that, it's got to be difficult. Yeah. Um, this one I haven't okay, heard what of. Else? One from the Heart. Um, he did Say Almost Fire, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Days Off, uh, Dirty Dancing. Wait, he, he directed all those movies? No, no, no. He's just a choreographer. He's a choreography yeah. for. Okay, thank you. Um, Dirty Dancing, Salsa, which I've never heard of. Salsa. Mm. And okay. Shag. I remember that one, but I've never seen oh, it. Oh, okay. Shag. Okay. I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, so then he did Newsies, Hocus Pocus, uh, went back to choreography for Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, and then did High School Musical 3, which he's only the director on oh, that okay. one. Then he did the Michael Jackson oh. documentary, This Is... Oh, yeah, yeah. So music and dance is not everything of his career, but it 
pretty prevalent. But then what did he do after Michael Jackson? Oh, I see here. They split it up between cinema or, you know, stuff in the theater and stuff on TV. So, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is going super obscure. But do you remember Hall High TV show? No, I don't think so. Hall High was on after the Ferris Bueller TV show. And it was a musical TV show. Um, Got a lot of critical buzz. People didn't give a shit. <laughs> it didn't help that Ferris Bueller was a terrible lead-in, and it got canceled pretty quickly. Oh, no. I don't remember any musical TV shows except for vaguely that cop rock show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then he did do the first two high school musicals. Those were on TV. Uh, the Cheetah Girls. Okay. Bunheads, which Cheetah I don't know Girls. what that is. Bunheads? You don't know what Bunheads is? No, what is that? Is that to do it's with... The, uh... it's, the sh- it's the show that... Um, the Paladinos did after Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Was and it has a lot of the same cast members, but it only was on for one season, sadly. it was. I thought it was a really enjoyable show, but it was on ABC Family, and it got canceled after one season. Huh. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah. He's doing something called The Descendants, which I haven't heard of either. Oh, that's a, a Disney thing, too, and it's like... Uh, Disney villains and their kids or something oh, who are now growing up to learn how to be villains or something. Huh. I think there's a movie and a sh- I think they're just movies, but it's really popular Can with like it's, it's Disney. Aren't they kids. kind of stealing the concept of Runaways, which they also own? Um, I guess. <laughs> but except for that, these are like, I mean, Disney movie villains and stuff like. Uh, What's the chick, or Angelina Jolie made that movie a couple of years ago that was like the sympathetic view of Maleficent. Yeah, it's it's like that. Right. It's like it's like Maleficent and her daughter and then a couple other characters and they're like teenagers and I don't know if they're learning evil or what. I don't know. I've yeah. never seen it, but <laughs> interesting. So he's a he's a Disney dude, basically. Yeah, the uh, so yeah, definitely he recovered from this. Most of the actors did recover from, I think because it did find an audience later. Uh, Alan Menken did the music. Mm-hmm. Alan Menken, big Disney guy. Um, Alan I, Menken is, is the shit. <laughs> Uh, Christian Bale, of course, uh, this is kind of like right before he had his big, no, actually it was like a decade before he had a big comeback, huh? What? I mean, like right before, right before or after, I think right after this is he did Swing Kids and, you know, which was not entirely different from this in feel, not a musical, but very music heavy yeah. and it was a period piece as well. Um, but I don't, yeah, I think it took a little while before. Yeah, he he did a lot of movies and was around, but he didn't really get the big big break until later. Uh, David Moscow. Not that he should be. He's oh, I of, love David Moscow. Uh, he he kind of looks odd as a grown up. I, I see his face now, and it oh. looks like a giant fist. <laughs> I don't I don't know what he's been in recently. The only thing I can remember seeing him as an adult, I believe, was that terrible dancing movie. Honey. With Jessica <laughs> Alba, Honey, and I was just like, "You're a horrible, horrible dude." And he also was creepy looking. Yeah, it's agreed. Uh, huh. So I'm just gonna, Luke, I'm just gonna refer to this movie from now on. It's this is the last movie he did. So the little boy who plays his brother, Luke Edwards, you know, he's probably like ten or twelve in this movie. He did a lot of stuff. You know, he was in like Little Big League. He did quite a few things at this age. Jeepers Creepers, and too. then. It, well, he dropped off the map for a while and kind of came back with Jeepers Creepers 2 and I think maybe a couple other scary-type movies, but I'm not sure what he did after that. Uh, every time I think um, of him, though, I always think California. 
from the oh, wizard. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, wizard, which I've only seen like eight thousand times. <laughs> We've seen this movie a lot. The power glove. It's so bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's bad in the other <laughs> way of saying it. I I have that movie still on VHS. I think. Seriously, I got a I, I picked up at Walmart for like five bucks uh, an eight movie um, collection, and Wizard's one of them. Oh really? Yeah. That sounds fantastic. It came with Sergeant Bilko, other... uh, Cloak and Dagger. Um, okay, I don't. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. I don't need to go through the whole list because we're actually recording. No, right that's now. okay. Some, <laughs> some good old movies. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, um, go ahead. Who else is in this? Um, you know, a lot of the other boys definitely were around, like, I don't know the guy's name, but at least one of the guy was, guys was on, like, Nickelodeon, Roundhouse. Remember that show? <laughs> it was like that. One of my friends whatever, insists that is the worst thing show. that Nickelodeon ever did. He says Roundhouse is no. the worst thing. It destroyed Snick. And I'm like, I, I mean, I haven't seen it's it forever, not. but I don't remember it being that bad. No, it wasn't. I mean, it probably, if we watched it now, we'd probably be like, oh, this is so cheesy. But I, I, tr I don't think it was terrible at the time, no. Um, who else? We have, okay, there's a character that there fascinates were... me, and I don't know what ever happened to him, but the guy who plays Spot Conlon, he is... I know! What if, I kept thinking, I always think, he looks so familiar, he looks so familiar, he looks so familiar, but I can never figure out what he it's like he never did anything before he never did anything after what happened to that guy he was awesome I, I all i remember is robocop too but he always seemed like a kid that we knew in our neighborhood i don't know why every time i looked at him it goes, maybe looks like that kid maybe that's why he looks so familiar every time i don't know but he's um, a little guy and he's intimidating as hell in this movie you wouldn't think he would be but man I'm like don't mess with that kid hey if you can sell it sell it that's what i do i'm not gonna say I the just name pretend right but um, Michael just, Gorgian, yeah. Gorgian, you know, the one that was oh, on yeah. uh, Party of Five. Yeah, I've never known, more importantly, SLC Punk. Yes. Much better role to reference. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, like, like I said, a lot of these guys were, you know, around. So there's a lot of familiar faces in this movie. The, uh, the one kid who plays um, Crutchy. Oh, yeah. Crutchy's my favorite character. What about that? What? What about the dude from... Um, from Doogie Howser, and he went on to do stuff oh, yeah, Max as an Casella, adult. Too. Who still looks the same. Max, <laughs> Max, Max Casella, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he wasn't a great singer, but he was enjoyable to watch this yeah. movie. Uh, he was That's just in a movie. one of the things. What's that? Oh, what? Uh, he's in a movie called Wild Card what? with Jason Statham, and uh, seriously, he Wild looks Card. almost the exact same. It's, it's bizarre. It's the Ralph Macchio thing he's got going. Oh, yeah, Ralph Macchio. Let's not talk about Ralph Macchio. He makes me... Um, no, one of the things about this movie is, like, genuinely, like, nobody in this movie is, like, that good of a singer, which is another thing that kind of uh, fascinates me. They made this whole musical with these guys who, like, none of them to sing that well. Yeah. <laughs> well, this saying, is not bad. It's Cannibal. Saying... Cannibal the musical, no, everybody's I mean... god-awful. Yeah, like, they're not terrible, it's not painful to watch, but nobody really excels, with the exception of Anne-Margaret, and Anne-Margaret is a singer. I mean, you know, she's, that's her, kind of her thing. Can you imagine when they offered it to Robert Duvall, they probably had a music sequence, and he probably just looked at him going, I'm Robert fucking Duvall, I'm not singing it. <laughs> yeah, and if we're gonna start talking about Robert Duvall, like, what made him decide that weird sort of accent but sort of not accent or he was kind of mixing it up and couldn't decide to keep it or not yeah. it sort of fluctuates throughout the movie like where did he get that i, 
I guess he's nothing actually like Pulitzer. Uh, Pulitzer? How do you say it? Pulitzer? Um, that, the, the actual, I don't know. They, I've heard it both ways. The, the, the other guy, uh, the real life uh, Pulitzer was way different. Well, probably. But it's theatrical. Robert Duvall, Robert Duvall is probably one of those guys that's like, I'll do it my way. <laughs> like my, vi- my vision, you know? Um, there is, for the longest time, it was hard for me to get through this movie. Same thing with Rocky Horror Picture Show. There is a lull in the middle where I, get, I start to get bored. Um, oh, got, every time with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Uh, Newsies, it's usually when it starts to get more heavy. You know, after he's on the run and he starts singing Santa Fe. And and, and I never really cared so much for Anna Margaret's uh, song. And, and yeah, I, I, it kind of it kind of does mess with the vibe a little bit, I think. But I would come back like later and watch it again and start getting into it. Now I have no problems. There's no lulls for me. I just I, I was a teenager with severe <laughs> attention issues. Um, so, yeah. Awkward. <laughs> I don't know how to take that one. Uh, also, we have Kevin Teague, who is like the king of bad guys during this time period. It seems like every movie where he has like older douchebag, he was is, always showing up. Is he the guy who is like the head of the orphanage thing yeah. or whatever? Mr. Schneider. Yeah, he's Mr. Schneider. <laughs> yeah, he was weird. I was trying to do it like Crutchy does it, yeah. but I wasn't quite right. I've only seen Crutchy once since, and he was on a sketch show that uh, Snoop Dogg produced. For MTV, and it was only on for like eight episodes, and he had a skit where he was a dentist, but he had a really long, like, hangy nose that looked just like a penis, and just like, oh, (laughs) this is not where you wanted to go, is it, at all, with your career. Oh, that poor guy. I didn't realize this until just now, um, Trey Parker is actually in the cast for New Shut up, he's not. Yeah, he plays plays Kid Blink. I don't remember who Kid Blink is. Uh, Oh, shucks, now I need to put my glasses on so I can catch him in the background. (laughs) I'm probably I'm playing it right now just in the background, but I mean there's so many boys in the guys in this movie that you you would you could miss something like that, you know? Yeah, um, we have Bill Pullman. Uh, this is during his smart choice to take supporting roles instead of trying to be the lead. Because mm-hmm. after Serpent in the Rainbow, if you look at his IMDb, he has like five movies where he's the, he's the lead, but they're all like barely released or not released at all. And then he made the smart decision to start doing support work in this and since Seattle, Malice, and then right back to leading. Oh, what's the, what are, what was the next lead role that he did that was not a good choice? Brain Dead. Brain Dead was a Roger Corman movie. It's the only movie where oh, you get well, Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman together. <laughs> Well, there's your your Bill conundrum. I mean, wasn't that always like Bill, our thing? Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman. Bill yeah. Paxton, Bill Pullman. And if it's not that, it was Dylan McDermott, Dean. Uh, uh, oh, and, wait, it was Dermot Mulroney and mm-hmm. Dylan McDermott was the other one. Then we had Keith, David, David, yeah. Keith. Yes, those were our three. Then, yeah, yeah. Let's not get sidetracked there. Okay. Yeah, Bill um, Pullman is not a good singer. He's adequate. No, but he also wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, he's adequate. It, hey, he's better than. Every single male uh, actor in um, Mamma Mia, jeez. He's in Mamma Mia? Bill Pullman's in Mamma Mia? No, I'm saying, no, he's not. I'm just saying that he's better than every single dude that was in that movie. So I'm not going to complain too much. Oh, okay. I was like, I I must have missed that. I've never seen Mamma Mia. Uh, One day I think I might. I'm curious about Pierce Brosnan singing. It's very, very low on my musical movie list, although I did watch it again recently because I hadn't seen it for so long and I wanted to revisit how bad it really was. Um, and I, there's still terrible. Pierce Brosnan's not 
I don't know who thought it was a good idea to put him in a musical. <laughs> he's not a good singer. I mean, he's an he's a charismatic actor. I always find him likable, but he is not a singer. Oh no. Yeah. I, anyway, uh, what if? What I think it is what about Kenny these... Ortega chose uh, quality actors who could sing, not uh, singers who could also act. I think the story was his focus, and the musical dancing part was kind of the second. Yeah. Well, I was reading in the uh, like IMDb, you know, facts and stuff that they spent. I can't remember if it said five or eight weeks, you know, le- learning to dance and like martial arts and stuff, so that they could um, all have you know, better movement and stuff for the yeah. dancing in this movie. So he did, I mean, obviously that's his strength, and he put a lot of effort and time into these guys to and be good at it, and you can t- tell that's a strength. The dance sequences are pretty impressive. Yeah, and plus there is a, the one fight sequence, which kind of looks like a dance sequence, where it's after him and Weasel get yeah. into it. By the way, Michael Lerner as Weasel. Every time I look at Michael Lerner, he looks like the human... Um, uh, version of the flu. Like, if the flu was condensed into a physical being, <laughs> it would be Michael Lerner. Yeah, why is he always so sweaty? <laughs> I don't know. He always looks he's like, like he's just about to give her he's patient zero. And he truly looks like his name should be Weasel. Yeah. <laughs> instead of Mr. Weasel. <laughs> yeah, uh, But when uh, mm-hmm. Christian Bale's character takes on the Delancey brothers, uh, you can see that it's a good mixture of a fight sequence but it's based on dance. Sure. I think that's why that Van Damme's sense, action sequences always look better than, like, say, Steven Seagal's, because Van Damme took because ballet. Because he's a dancer, too? What's that? Oh. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. People probably gave him a bunch of grief for it, but look, he's still able to move really well at his age. So, um, what do you think about, like, right now I'm watching his, Christian Bale's first solo, his, like, Basically, it's like he's fighting himself. He's dancing and like punching walls and stuff. I mean, well, sort of like what we're saying. It's a, maybe he's a combination a of thing both. Going on. <laughs> maybe. What, what, what was it's Brad the Pitt's, Santa Fe song. Uh, what was Brad Pitt's what? character's name? I can't remember. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Yeah, maybe he's having a Tyler Durden moment. Maybe Crutchy isn't real. <laughs> maybe Crutchy's imagined. Oh, no, no. Man. Maybe Crutchy's real, and Christian Bale is his <laughs> imagined version. That makes. So much sense, actually. <laughs> so, like, basically, so I'm watching Santa Fe right now, the dance and his song, and his his entire dance sequence. I mean, I think it's pretty good, but it is very clearly like a mix of dance and fighting because he's like kicking and punching, and now he jumps on the horse. Yeah. And he sings on the horse like a true cowboy that he is. <laughs> is that why they call him cowboy because he's yeah. obsessed with moving out west? I think it's to a place that his just as this is playing, it's playing on, in the background. Oh. I'm watching it right now in the background, too. Oh my Are God. you How singing? How could I hate this part? How could I hate this part as a child? It makes no sense. It's so powerful. No, it is. It's really good. It's a really, like, impressive moment. And I really, I mean, he's not a bad singer. I think my only real issue with him in this movie is the, like, accent choice he made yeah it's thick. was a bit much yeah because <laughs> it doesn't it really doesn't sound like in an accent that exists in the real world no only it's, it's in, an accent like, that exists movies. on mad tv or something you know <laughs> yeah but otherwise i thought this was yeah a very touching emotional scene 
Um, I'm poor, looking at this. Poor Jack Kelly. This, I, I'm shocked at this. Uh, in 1992, what? it was nominated for Worst Picture for the Bad Movie Awards. Um, it was also for the Golden Raspberries, nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Supporting Actor, Worst Supporting Actress, and Worst Original Song. And it won Worst Original Song. What? I know, right? If you go back and look at the list of stuff that got nominated for the Raspberry Awards, some of it makes sense. Like, Battlefield Earth. Totally makes sense. And you watch some others, like, maybe you just didn't get the movie at the time. Huh. That's really strange. I wonder what other movies were nominated that year, you yeah, know? Yeah, let me see if I can. It's, it has 13th Annual Golden Raspberry Awards. Let's see what got nominated. Yeah, like, you're right. Like, some, fit, some stuff really makes sense. Like, uh... What was that one movie with John Travolta? Oh, I mean, every movie with John Travolta? <laughs> um, the one with John Travolta that was Something Fish or whatever. Something Fish Swordfish. That's the worst movie I've ever Swordfish. seen in my life. I hate Um, I'm really not sure what's the worst movie I've ever seen in my whole life because I've never watched that. Because uh-huh. it looks like the worst movie in the world. And uh, I really kind of hate John Travolta, so. Yeah. So this is what got nominated. So, uh, the worst movie was Shining Through with um, Melanie Griffith and uh, Michael Douglas. Uh, David Seltzer, the director, hmm. that got nominated for, or actually won Worst Director. Sylvester Stallone hmm. won for Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, which is totally understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Melanie Griffith won Worst Actress. Tom Selleck uh, won Worst Supporting Actor. Estelle Getty, Worst Supporting Actress. Polly Shore, Worst New huh. Star. Oh man, Polly Shore. Jeez. I know. I have so much affection for Polly Shore. I don't know if it's because we're I'm the right age. I'm just telling you, dude. The repeat value of friggin' Biodome. Biodome and Son-in-Law. It's still there, buddy. It's you... still there. No, you guys say, buddy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. I could have really made that joke way better, buddy. <laughs> no, seriously, I just watched it, like, Son-in-Law not that long ago, and I'm like, yeah, still got it. I watched his, what would be considered his worst film, Jury Duty, because I remember being in the theater going, this isn't mm-hmm. very funny. I watched it about a month ago. I go, oh, okay, this all works now. This is a lot more, <laughs> it makes a lot more sense about the obsession of celebrities. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one or not. A lot of these people, yeah, I can kind of see why they got nominated. The Bodyguard got nominated for Worst Picture. That thing was huge. I've never seen it, though. Okay, we get it. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were wrong. Yeah, totally. That's just that. Uh, and obviously, a huge fan following has come up over the years with this. I mean, to the point where there's now a full-fledged musical on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Not some off-Broadway well, bullshit. This is a real deal. No. Yeah, I think that it was... It ran on Broadway for maybe two, three years. It's not anymore, I don't think. I believe now it just... It, it, it's touring excessively because yeah. it's been around here a couple times and I like want to kick myself for not going. The tickets were so expensive, but I really should have gone because I want to see it. But they're, re- they're releasing um, in the next couple of months the uh, DVD of the Broadway show. Oh, nice. Well, so I know they did a it will uh, be... Phantom, was it called Phantom Events? They did a live uh, viewing of that recently. Oh, I know. At the movie theater, I missed that too. I'm I suck apparently. So, um, but I'm really glad that that's an option. So soon I can, you know, re- like rent it or something, and then compare the two. Yeah. So I'm curious to know like how much they've changed with the characters and the songs and things. Yeah, they like, did for add example, new songs. I think. I pro I would imagine so. Like for example, there's exactly like three women in this whole movie and they have bitty bitty parts and you know Anne shoot what's her name what are we talking uh, Anne Margaret oh yeah yeah Anne Margaret 
has like two scenes or three scenes maybe and a couple songs because she's the only real singer in this movie. And then, you know, David and Les's mom and sister in like five and a half minutes of this movie for and they're kinda useless. You know, so I is, wonder if, if they bulked up the women roles, too, but I don't know if it matters. I, I imagine they'd have to. Um, there is an early sequence um, when that woman comes out crying. Not, not crying, but she's... Uh, I know, the very, very beginning, yeah. she's looking for her child who's run away. And yes. it didn't affect me as a child uh, or a teenager or whatever, but I watched it recently. I was like, <laughs> I want her to get her kid back. No, it's... <laughs> It's really sad. Yeah, that is a really good song when the and when I think there's maybe nuns and stuff too they're singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's you know almost the full extent of of the women in this movie. Yeah, I'm looking so, at some of the stars here. Andrew Keenan. I know this name, don't I? Was he uh, like a teenage star? Was it? Is it Keegan? Oh wait, no, I, I know who Andrew Keegan is. I don't know who Andrew. Keegan yeah, I know is. who I, I know who Andrew Keegan is, but I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm trying um, to see if there's any names here. So the one you, you knew you knew um, Jeremy Jordan, and I, I know the name. I thought he was like a teenage like music star or something. Wait, 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 wait. We're not. Jeremy Jordan is not in this movie. Jeremy Jordan is in the Broadway. The new Broadway version, he plays Jack Kelly. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. I'm sorry. I, I found that out later when I was going through the Wikipedia. But... Oh, oh, okay. I just got confused. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit aware of Jeremy Jordan, only because, I don't know, he was in some, like, musical movie a couple years ago with, oh, Dolly some Parton. people I love. Is it Dolly Parton and Queen Latifah is so awesome. I Freaking love her. Do you know how many times I've seen The Last Holiday? So many damn times. I've never it's seen it. It's always charming. Are you kidding me? No, I've never seen that it. That movie is it is so charming. I cannot, whenever I see it on, I can't stop. I, I, and I'm like, oh, it's on Netflix. I've watched it 50 times. I don't care. It's amazing. <laughs> it is the best movie that LL Cool J has ever been in. Oh, no, no, so no. Deep Blue Sea is clearly the best movie he's he, ever been in. <laughs> He is so he is so charming in this movie. You have to watch it. Okay, we'll do. And 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 strangely enough, Gerard Depardieu is in it, and he's lovely. And I never can say that about Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I always remember it's David Spade's line film. about Gerard Depardieu is he looks like something I chewed on for a while then dropped. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Um, okay, so this movie takes place in what eighteen ninety nine. Basically, most of these boys are, like, homeless or poor, living on the streets. It really isn't the plot that you would think, hi, Disney really is going to make a ton of money on this idea. <laughs> like, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that it ever got made, to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, you think it would get made for, like, $8 million on some backlot without the musical numbers. Because this is when uh, studios were scared. I don't think there had been a musical since, um, hey, speaking of Alan Menken, A Little Shop of Horrors. I love Alan Menken. And I love Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. <laughs> I just, sorry, I had a little moment there. No, we do too. Um, Me and Jacob I, did that last season, and I don't even think we talked that much. We just listened to the music and kind of commented as it was going. It's probably a terrible episode, but we had a lot of fun. Well, I'm a little mad at you for doing that without me because I freaking love that movie. Well, you know what? You and I were talking about this right before we started recording is to do another episode just about musicals, and a lot of these musicals that are – uh, fondly remembered now were not hits at the time. They got a lot of bad rap. Yes. 
And I, yeah, I just, the you only know, reason I'll... I didn't want to do them is because I wasn't sure if I could remember a lot of them. Like, I want to talk about Grease 2. Uh, apparently, this is a, now a huge following on this movie, and I don't remember anything. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that there was a huge following, and also, I haven't seen it in 20 years because I don't remember it being very good. Yeah. But I'll watch it again. I don't mind. I'm obsessed with this one called I... The Apple, which I think I had you watch once with uh, Catherine Mary Stewart. The where... Apple? Yeah, it's about... Um, this futuristic post-apocalyptic world where all music is super cor- um, like corporate and it sounds fake and and, and, and no, this, I've never ever heard of this. Oh, oh, it's crazy! It's it's the story of Adam and Eve, but set in the post-apocalyptic future. Okay. Directed by a guy uh, from the Canon Pictures. You know the guys who did Missing in Action and American Ninja. Now remember, think about those kind wow. of mindset with a musical, and it's crazy. It's so entertaining, but awesome. everybody says it's the worst. Uh, there is Can't Stop What's the Music. What's my favorite odd musical? Um, marijuana, or Reefer Madness. I, can't, I do, Marijuana. I do like Reefer Madness. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of weird stuff. There's Monster Mash um, with Candace Cameron. Was that a musical? Yeah, it was. It's, it's, it's real low budget, but it's based off the I'm pretty sure I've seen every movie with Candace Cameron ever since she stopped making movies in the 80s, but I don't know. Yeah, there's a I gotta lot. think about it. So that's what we're gonna do. We'll, we'll, we'll come back like in a month with our little list, our, our choices of what you to see or whatever, and kind of discuss like, you know, this isn't that bad, or this is a lot worse than you remember. <laughs> yeah, there's musicals that I. That's the sad part is that there's a lot of musicals that I wish that they made movies of, but they still haven't. And then they make movies of ones that I'm like, nah, I could live without that. You yeah, know? Rent, Rent. I like, could have done without that, but I want to see like Avenue Q. Bat Boy. Like, I want to see... Bat, exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. I want to see freaking Bat Boy. You're in town. <laughs> I, that's all That's all I've wanted to see for the last ten years is a movie of Bat Boy. They're never going to make really, it, really... but that one... No, they're that, not. That Matt and Trey did, uh, Mormon... Uh, what's it called? Mormon? Book of Mormon. Book, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Fantastic. They're never, ever in a million years going to... Yeah... So my new uh, my new Broadway obsession, although I can't see the show, of course, because who who has the time or money to go to New York City, is Waitress, the musical mo- version of the movie Waitress, you know, yeah. by Ad- Adrian Shelley. Uh, I just I want to see it so bad. The music's amazing. Yeah, it's hard okay, to see these so... plays. I mean, you live near a big city, and technically, well, relatively I'm... near a big city, and so do I. I mean, I live like a, yeah, I live 45 minutes from San Francisco. There's a lot of opportunity to see stuff, but can I afford anything? No. I mean, I guess I could, but it, I feel like it's a little absurd. I I will like be able part... to afford it when it's like 10 years after its popularity, uh, and then it's like with one Z-list actor with it. It's like, and oh, then, hey, like... Scott Bayo and... Um, or like no. a lo- local theater, the it- producers. <laughs> oh well, like it was when I saw Wicked. Although it's still, it's still very popular. But I saw it probably twelve years ago, so it was really popular still. There was some really interesting celebrity cast choices, like um, the next door neighbor from Married with Children. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> was like the wizard. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. It was like the first husband. Yeah, it was Steve. I, no I think it was Steve Darcy. Steve, it was exactly. It was that guy. And then I also saw. I think Carol Kane was in one of one of the ones I saw on on stage. Huh. I think. Maybe. It's anyway, hard to tell. whatever. Sometimes the roles you kind of hide. I didn't know for years that yeah. she took over on Adam's Family, the sequel. I didn't know. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, I know that. But she's in such weird stuff, it's hard to keep, keep track of her. Right. Okay, so back to Newsies. How about that? Um, <laughs> this so... is not a mini-sode anymore, by the way, everybody. <laughs> I didn't think we'd well, have enough well, to talk how about. How long are we supposed to talk? I don't know until we're done talking. But what is a mini-sode in your universe? Like 20 minutes? I yeah, didn't know what 20 to minutes. I didn't, I didn't think that we'd have enough material to go this long. <laughs> I guess I'm good at filling in. Uh, do you know me? I can talk about anything. Uh, um, I don't know. So why does this movie have such a cult following now? I think that, A, it's part of the Christian Bale fan following. They've discovered it over the years. That helps. Um, B, Disney Channel probably aired this thing over and over and over until it finally picked up an audience and got the recommendations. That's how a lot of these movies. This is back in the day when you didn't have streaming, this huge catalog of movies to choose from. And yeah. that's how things like Beastmaster took off, FX, Highlander, and Newsies is part of that, you know, constantly circling around on cable. I mean, we still have it with, like, Idiocracy and stuff like that, but I feel like it's getting harder and harder to discover a cult movie and get it out there. Yeah, well, I think the other thing, too, is, like, this is a Disney movie. It is family-friendly, with the exception of Anne-Margaret's kind of suggestive songs um but apparently nobody seems to notice that they're suggestive i don't know um but and and why is she hanging around with all these teenage boys it's Mm. a little questionable if you think about it too hard just don't think about it too hard um but i mean it's relatively clean and it probably is one of those movies that parents maybe don't fucking hate to have to look at with yeah. their kids. Yeah, well, this is when Disney was making you know? a lot of schlock. I mean, this is right before they started doing, like, uh, heavyweights, and uh, as much as I love it, Mighty Ducks does not have any dramatic weight compared to this. It was a <laughs> serious movie. I love that you're bringing Mighty Ducks up after you just made that comment about Mighty Ducks yesterday. What a bullshit argument. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, what, you saying how you get... <laughs> How you get in arguments about Mighty Ducks? I don't know, but it happens. Mighty Ducks, <laughs> I, prob- <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a grip, but I probably wouldn't be, it won't hold up as my guess. Yeah, do you think that people still know. go around going, oh, Christian Bale got cast in this? Oh, you mean Cowboy from Newsies? No, but they do it to Joshua Jackson. Oh, you mean Pacey from Dawson's Creek? Well, I mean, okay, I would never do that because I love and respect Joshua Jackson. Apparently no one else does, but I do quite a bit. Um, I liked him as Pacey. I fucking watched Dawson's Creek at least three times all the way through. I don't even (laughs) care how dumb it is, okay? Season six is rough, man. um, I don't know how anybody, after he got fired, why are we still talking about this? This is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm just going to say this. When they fired him from the restaurant, I was pissed and I, I barely made it through the rest of this. Oh my god, you're so hilarious. Okay, but it is his still probably his most recognizable role, so I understand what that guy was saying, but let it go. He's an actor. Give him some respect. He's done some good shit since. <laughs> okay, I, I think it's I, right time to wrap this up. <laughs> we could go on for hours. No! <laughs> I like to hear the sound of my own voice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, oh. okay. What? So, like, a bunch of people bailed on them. A bunch of people almost screwed their amazing, based on real life story, by the way. We didn't even talk about that. This is all, like, real stuff. Yeah. And they're based on real people and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that somehow they all found their moral compass and came back and helped each other out and won in the end. <laughs> Yay, news boys. It's your song and dance that made it happen. 
I still can't believe that they thought the way. Uh, oh yeah, we just need to charge these homeless children more. What? Who fucking does that? That is the worst. That is some like Grinch monster, Doctor Doom shit. Trump shit. That's Trump shit right there. <laughs> oh no! Don't get political. We're talking about newsies. <laughs> you know that idea. But hey, <laughs> Pulitzer was. Uh, yeah, he was not a good man. Yeah. It's weird that there's a prize okay. given out for excellent journalism when he probably brought down any journalism against him back in the day, just like Hearst. Yeah. Yeah, that. I don't have anything to say about journalism in general, All sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, that. All That's right. all I've got to contribute. Okay, so I... Oh, wait, wait. What, what, what? Christian Bale's bringing out his lasso. That's important. This <laughs> dance sequence. Sorry. We're not going to go for the whole right movie. <laughs> We tried I'm that. Sorry, it caught my attention. In the beginning, when we, we started doing the podcast, we actually did whole commentary tracks for movies. I don't know what we're thinking. You would get about 45 minutes into it, and I'd be like looking over at Jacob going, uh, what next? What else? What else? Oh. Nobody is going to listen to this this edition of this podcast because we're rambling morons. <laughs> and that means we probably won't be able to do any more about musicals because nobody gives a shit. <laughs> they do. Please, You'd be surprised what episodes please do Please tell well. me. There's, well, please tell me somebody's going to give a shit. I will tell you this. Okay. There is an episode where me and my friend Tony talk about the times that we got drunk. And that episode has gotten 400 downloads. We thought only maybe 15 people would listen. Hey, I, I will go find that episode right now and listen to it because I want to hear about every time you've gotten drunk. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I should have told you. You know what? Do you want, you want to know something funny? And then I'll shut up if you want me to. That I haven't listened to any episodes of your stumbling towards adulthood, with the exception of that mall one, because I'm desperately afraid that you're gonna talk shit about me <laughs> you're gonna bring me up and i'm gonna look like a jackass maybe you should just you listen talk to the other me. ones listen to it back in tunes and video night hey I don't, that's the thing is i listen to the other ones but i don't listen to stumbling towards adulthood because i'm sure i have to show up and i'm not gonna look good because you hated me no you still hate me most of the time i would say skip like skip the ones that are just me meandering and bitching it was when i was working surveillance and i was angry <laughs> And I was angry at everything yeah. in the world. So those are just... Yeah, I almost feel like I should just destroy those because I'm pissed. Um, oh, don't. It just shows how far you've come. Don't even worry about it. Okay. All right, everybody. So, okay, how do we wrap this up? You, I'm just going to end it. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna go seize the day. Oh, but you told me I was supposed to, like, talk about my thing. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, tell, the, okay. tell the kids about your show. It's not, a, it's not that big of a thing, okay? But some people find it entertaining. So I have it on SoundCloud. It's called Books, uh, Making Books Rock. The profile name is Napa Library, all one word. So just like once a week for about just 10 minutes or so, I go to the local radio station and we talk books. Like it's, it's fun. Um, and I have like a, you know, good time like goofing around and making fun of the guy, the DJ on the radio show or whatever. So if you have any interest in, you know, books or pop culture, uh, check out Making Books Rock. It's under Napa Library because that's where I work, and I technically do the the show to promo my work and books. So there you go. Yeah, send me the link. Um, I apologize. Did I, I tell you that it's on SoundCloud? Okay, and uh, that way okay. I'll, I'll share it on our page. And um, everything else on the page Ooh. is under Retro Rocket Entertainment. Or if you just like talking about or not talking about, well, you can talk about it. Uh, you can send us uh, stuff about movies you like or just listen to our episodes. It's called Video Night, and you'll find all our episodes there. And until then, hey, kids, go seize the day. <laughs>
Yes.